It still survives. The mustache survives. What's happening, everybody? Uh, right, but I tease it a little bit. Why not? But yes, the mustache still remains. What is happening, everybody? Uh, how's everybody doing today? Hey, what's going on? It's Monday. Make sure you hit that like, thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. All that good stuff. So, yeah, how's everybody doing? We got Abel right here. Good to see ya. We got Fear Jason. Yes. Okay. We got Tony, Chappie, D9, Neil Blomkamp. That's right. You're here too. What's going on, buddy? We got Jose right here. Happy Monday to you, sir. With your darling. They will bring back the Snyderverse, of course. Yes. Because, you know, that prophet said so. Ah, what's going on, Mr. Katie McRae? How's it going, Kat? Alright, hello, darling. And then, of course, we got Stephanie T right here, too. We got Niner Fan, good to see you. Or Niner for Life, I should say. Selena Cow, what's up? We got Scotty Crook right there. Drink up if you got some wine. I don't have wine today because I didn't go to the grocery store for uh, a reason. I didn't get to the grocery store today like I normally do, so, man, that's right. Box office has, well, it's not going to fall yet. The power of the stash. The power of the stash, right? The porn stash. The goose stash, all right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Hector, what's going on? It's not a phantom. It's successful. <laughs> yeah, it can be pretty gross. It can definitely be pretty gross. Shave that shit, he says. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. What's going on, Mr. Landon? Buddy. Hi, Mama Film Junkie is here. Oh, is here Mom? All right, cool. And we got Jade also right here. So is anyone ready for that third copy, right? Got third copy of that. And then, of course, we got, uh, we got JBP91 right here. Cool. Good to see everybody. Good to see you guys. Um, yes, guys. Yeah, again, smash that like, thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you have that notification bell. Uh, hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. And, uh... Yeah, um, what else? You got all the sock meds and everything that's all around me. That's all provided down below. Patreon, all that stuff. You want to help out the pirate ship. But, but yes, guys, Top Gun Maverick did hit a billion. Of course, I did a box office video yesterday celebrating that. Everybody's celebrating that. Then I, I was like, okay, so what do I do with this thing on my face? Well, it's interesting. I think what I'll do, uh, I'll keep it going. Let's keep it going. Okay, it's crossed a billion. Let's see how well into a billion billion it gets all right see how it gets and uh i'll keep it as much as uh as long as possible you know it's still here still rocking it um a lot of people are saying to keep it i keep on uh getting that keep it keep it i keep getting a lot of uh keep it stuff but um you know it's not not bothering me big time yet it's still still okay 
You know, I haven't really even trimmed it. I just kind of, you know, when I when I get out of the shower, I comb it. That's about it. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. So I still got it going right here. I mean, you know, I call it my goose stash, but let's face it. Goose's mustache was a lot shorter. And so was Rooster's. I like made mine go over the edge. Why? Because I'm half Mexican. That's why. You know, we got to make it go over the edge. But, you know, I, vi I visited my dad over the weekend and uh, he complimented the mustache. And I've told you guys, my dad, uh, you know, I've only seen him like one time in my whole life without a mustache. I've only seen him one time. And so, you know, he's he's got a great mustache. It's just like and he just looks like a completely different person if he doesn't have the mustache. So, yeah. So it's all good. Yeah, let's let's get it to two billion. Let's get it to two billion. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I think I'll I'll, I'll 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 the mustache, the goose stash will remain for the box office run. We'll do it with that. We'll do it with that. Yeah, I got to see uh, Papa Papa Film Junkie stash. That'd be funny. I, I should get him on here. <laughs> I already got Mama Film Junkie on the vodka stream one time, which was a lot of fun um, and not at all embarrassing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I know. If I can get Papa Film Junkie, that would be that would be interesting. Uh, but, anyways, cheers, guys. I did pour a little vodka because I didn't have any wine. I was like, all right, well, I got a little vodka. So, here, cheers to Monday. I always like to have, like, a little little something on Monday because it's Monday, for God's sakes. Mm. So, cheers to that. All right, we got a lot to talk about. Of course, we'll be talking about Comic-Con and a new article that came out. What the hell is going to be showing up at Comic-Con? And uh, Lisa Jackson, I see... Um, uh, I see you talking right there. Yeah, I know. And you got to remember, there's also DC Fandom. We can't forget about that. Yeah, sure. Obviously, they need to have a presence or some kind of something at, at Comic-Con, Warner Brothers and Discovery. They need to have something there. But um, but uh, let's see. If it gets to $2 billion, Dave grows a Duck Dynasty beard. I don't know if I could pull that one off. I don't think I could do that. that, that's, that Steven has a Duck Dynasty kind of beard. If uh, you know, you've seen how Stevens looked lately. He's got that. He's got the beer. I don't know if I can actually pull that off. It's a little uh, patchy when it comes to the when it comes to the face. It pretty much, you know, yeah. I can get it around here. That's about it. But I like uh, I like the enthusiasm. But anyway, so yes, um, we got to talk about that. Uh, we got, we'll talk about uh, you know, of course, the Flash. There's more stuff that you know, of course, that happened with Ezra. But we're not going to really talk about that at least today. Probably later on this week because there is some other stuff with that but i know that's that's the uh the big time concern when it comes to uh dc and being at comic-con is that whole that whole thing it's just kind of like a shit show as we've been saying as we've been saying but yeah we're gonna talk and then of course uh randomly uh hey digital copy of Zack snyder's justice league was being promoted today which is cool we'll talk about what's going to be coming out of that what bonus features we'll talk about some numbers that's right some actual numbers about the obi-wan kenobi finale and then of course dr strange 2 debuting on disney plus and then we'll talk about the internet's reaction to thor love and thunder but yeah what was i gonna say um damn it i totally forgot yeah but yeah hopefully you guys had a good weekend i had a pretty good weekend uh like i said it's been like a lot of just hanging out with family lately and and everything so you know after like uh spending some time with some some people on thursday going to see elvis who was like a group setting which was great uh and then of course saw my dad went up to my dad's house on saturday and then went to my cousin's house on on um on what you want to call it yesterday that's why i'm a little red if you notice I, i'm a little red because we did some swimming you know it's hot as hell 
and I uh, got a little toasty. Got a little toasty. So if you notice, I got a little. I'm a little lobstery right now. So just saying. So all right, let's get to it. Let's get to these tweets. See what happens. Let's go. All right, so. Wesley Snipes talking about some blade, some bladeness, and returning for Blade, and he of course is up to uh, returning for Blade, and you know um, there is a multiverse happening, so he very well could return for Blade. Yes, absolutely. But he said, despite his movies are a hard R approach, Wesley Snipes doesn't think that Blade MCU reboot needs to be R rated. I think those kind of stories lend themselves to a wide range of dialogue and situations, both adult and young adult. I don't know if I agree with that. I want to see an R-rated Blade movie, and I love the fact that Screen Rant here with your uh, featured image that they use right here, I mean, he's literally coming out of a pool of blood. I mean, it doesn't look exactly like blood. It does look like it's like he's coming out of, like, uh, you know, some Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, but I'm just kind of going, no, we need, we need it to be R-rated. Come on. I mean, if they could pull off a PG-13 somehow, then power to them. But that's going to be quite difficult, especially when you have a whole trilogy that is a hard R and it's bloody and all that kind of stuff. So we shall see. But I'm like going, Wesley, Wesley, Wesley. I think he's just trying to get a – is he trying to get a role? He's trying to get a, trying to get the job, you know, trying to play the game right here? Maybe. That could be possibly it. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I'm like going, no, I want an R-rated blade. Please. Please. Anyways, John Williams uh, has suggested that he may retire after um, composing the uh, Indiana Jones 5 score, which makes sense. The dude is up there. The dude is like, what is he, in his 90s yet? Late 80s? He's somewhere up there, right? So this guy, this guy, is, this guy has created – the most iconic themes of all time, your Jurassic Park, Jaws, Star Wars, Superman, Indiana Jones. Yes, I mean, the guy has been working just, and he's just such a talented dude. Yeah, it's time, you know, he's up there. 90, he's 90 exactly. I mean, talk about just a fucking career this man has had. And if he decides to do like one more tour where he goes around and plays the music that he created, I need to get tickets because I know he's gone to the Hollywood Bowl a couple of few times. If uh, he's going to do one more tour, I have to go and see that and witness that. So hopefully he does one more little tour, you know, and just kind of does something like that because I definitely want to see that live. I definitely want to see that live. Uh-oh. Time to cancel Nathan Fillion. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh... Variety posted this article last week at the end of last week talking about Nathan Fillion stands by Joss Whedon. I would work with him again in a second. Ouch. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. L luckily, I don't think there was like too much of a ruckus because, well, let's face it. It's just it's just kind of weird when it comes to Joss Whedon. It's like, yeah, the, he didn't get it as canceled as much as uh, as you as we thought he should have. So. Um, obviously talking about all the stuff and the Gal Gadot and the Justice League, everything like that. This is what he had to say right here. I read the I read that article and nowhere in there at any point in time did he mention Firefly. Uh, I had uh, I had an entirely that was not that was not my experience with that man. He talks about, of course, funny, self-deprecating, incredibly talented and maybe a little a little haunted. And then Fillion added, I mean, listen, 
by his own uh, admission that that guy's a work in progress, and I appreciate that, and I would work with Joss again in a, in, in a second. I would work with him again in a second. He said it not once, but twice. That's right. And it was like, oh, boy, what are you doing there, Nathan? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to actually be happening again, but, you know, what can he do? I, and, you know, it's always interesting when you get, like, these, um, you know, these actors or whatever – coming out and basically saying like well that's not the joss whedon i know it's like okay maybe you don't know he was cool to you but apparently he wasn't cool to other people yes you read the article how many people on the buffy set said something charisma carpenter what did she say what did ray fisher say what did gal gadot say what did people say okay just because he was nice to you and cool to you doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean you know certain things i mean that's the thing that's what you got to realize it's like uh there's a reason why he got pulled off that show for hbo there's a reason why basically he's probably not going to be creating anything anytime soon but i guess if he does if he does write something soon and whether it's a series or um a film guess what it's going to start nathan fillion probably i don't know but i'm like yeesh dude might want to uh, might want to not talk about that, but hey, what can you do? And then yeah, giving uh yeah, well, Al, uh, Alan Tudyk also said some stuff too, but it's just like it just seems like those guys had a great experience. Understandable, but you got to take in that there's other people that did not have great experiences. Okay, I mean that's that's the thing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that had great experiences working with Kevin Spacey great experiences and you know this is actually true and they would probably actually say that because obviously you saw the pictures so many pictures and awards and thank you harvey weinstein i mean there's times where that's the case too where a lot of people have had great experiences with that fucking job of the hut slob you know but at the same time that's let's face it not a good person not a good person so you know, maybe she just mums the word when it comes to something like that. It's like, yeah. But anyways, I thought this Nathan Fillion gif was fitting for the article. Yeah, so. Okay, Nathan, it's fine. It's whatever. All right. Um, we got Dune VFX company DNEG and uh, adds two uh, Oscar-winning VFX supervisors. That's right. Uh, Dune Part 2 is going to be something pretty special right here. And come on, come on, Amazon Prime. Amazon, still waiting for season two of Outer Range, please. Still waiting for it. Please, please, please. Hey, we got some DC DCEU Trinity right here from Jason Fabak. Fabak? So, and uh, hey, look at this. Uh, Lee Winall. I like we know, we, Lee Winall a lot. I think uh, anything that he has written is going to be something pretty fantastic. Of course, he wrote the uh, Thor movie, uh, not Thor movies, the uh, Saw movies. I got Thor on the brain. Uh, the Saw movies, and then, of course, you know, he did a lot with James Wan, Dead Silence. Uh, of course, Upgrade, he did that. Uh, that was, like, one of his last. And then, of course, he did, of course, The Invisible Man for Blumhouse as well. Apparently, he's in talks to be doing uh, uh, Green Hornet and Kato. So that's going to be interesting. We all know that that, that live-action one that they had for, uh, you know, Back in the early 2000s with Seth Rogen. <laughs> Grab Green Hornet. <laughs> what, what can I do? I like green. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a shit sandwich. Um, but they tried. But let's see what Lee Winnell does. Let's see what that. Let's see what happens with that. 
And then I always love these uh, shots from the Batman showing the Batmobile, showing that ass, showing that ass. That's right, showing that ass. Hey, what's going on, Rosemary? Good to see you. And here we go. The Vought International Twitter handle just just does such a great job. Vought is proud to announce the first ever female CEO. You know, this is making fun of like when, uh, you know, some of the uh, some of the people that are always about the uh, always pushing back on everything. And they uh, have phrases like me, she, you and stuff like that. I, this is what I love about the boys. They make fun of everybody. They make fun of all of it. And um, yeah, I love the fact that the Vought International Twitter handle just really leans into that and just just such good marketing for the series. So good. Just so freaking good. So freaking good. And um, somebody asked, well, DC Verso, DC Verso asked um, James Gunn, please bring Harley back for another project. James Gunn responded with, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. So something tells me something's in the works when it comes to uh, Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn coming back. Hopefully that's something. Then, of course, I saw Elvis over the weekend. Hopefully you guys did, too. Please check it out. It's a pretty damn fantastic movie. Very pleasantly surprised on how good that movie was. Man, I tell you what. Austin Butler going for that Academy Award. He's definitely going to get nominated. And then, of course, Mr. Fear Jason. Uh, it's just hair gel, guys. It's just hair gel. That's all. Just hair gel. Thor Love and Thunder, we'll talk about the internet reactions, but of course the premiere happened, and that's why it was open for the internet reactions right here. It's cool stuff, and then yeah, of course the reactions are kind of what we all kind of thought they would be, you know. Um, and let's see, yeah, there's that. And then of course, yeah, they released the video of- Bill uh, attacks, they've affected yeah. <laughs> everyone. Doesn't matter who you I are. I mean, this is so great. From. So great. They go after everything. And of course, they're going to go together. after the uh, the whole Gal Gadot. Together, we can imagine a better world. It comes world. to this. Buy, the, buy deeper now. Four ninety nine. Imagine Seven. there's no heaven. That's <laughs> so it's good. It's easy if you... We don't have to watch the whole thing. But, you know, you get it. You get it. You really get it right there. So, And then can, can people stop putting Henry Cavill's face on my body? I mean, my God. Can we stop that? I mean... Guys trying to take credit for my hard work. I don't know. Yes, there's a, uh, a new uh, image, <laughs> perfectly planned pose of Henry Cavill, of course. This is from some reel of, uh, it was a bunch of reels that had Jason Momoa, it had Ray Fisher and everything, you know, doing their Justice League workouts, all of that stuff. So, but uh, yep, there's Henry Cavill, of course, literally showing why he is Superman, and what the fuck? Warner Brothers Discovery, what are you doing? Throw money at this man. How are you not throwing money at this man? Ignore the writers and the bullshitters out there. He's not aging out of the role. If anything, he looks better than he did when he first got the role. Shut up. That's what I hate. Hey, Harley Quinn season three coming out soon. Can't wait. Can't wait. Here's a shot from it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Mm, then, of course, there's all that. And uh, speaking of hotness, Jesus Christ, uh, some more hotness. Uh, this is not a Batmobile they're on, guys, but uh, pretty spicy right there. I see butt cheeks. Uh, I see butt cheeks. Pretty hotness right there. So, And then I love this right here. You know, uh, I always like to greet you guys when I, um, you know, when I go on uh, before uh, the show starts. I always say, hello there. And here's the various different times that Obi-Wan has said hello there. 
I love that. Oh, it's so perfect. God damn, that's so perfect. Ah, even with Mr. Guinness right there. I just love that so much. I love that. It's just perfect. He said it perfect all three times. Uh, you know, Ewan McGregor just matched what uh, Mr. Guinness did when it came to Hello There. Got to love it. And yes, we're going to be talking, of course, DC showing up at, uh, at Hall H, SDC, uh, C, you know, at Comic-Con. And, uh, well, Marvel Studios is going to be coming in. And, uh, you know, Mr. Rob Keyes, obviously, I'm going to listen to this man when he talks about information, not to mention everybody else who's talking about information. But, yes, it's true. Marvel Studios is back at SDCC. Hall H next month. It's going to be a big one. So, yeah, DC needs to be, you know, bringing some shit, too. You know? I mean, they have this guy right here. But, of course, everything's in development when it comes to this. And I don't know what they're going to really have when it comes to Batman, and besides what's going to be happening in The Flash, maybe. Pizza Papa always gets paid. That's right. Yeah, give us this. Give us this, Legend Series. Let's get some Bruce Campbell, Pizza Papa. It was inevitable. Yeah, what's Uncle Jesse have to say about the Elvis movie? I'm sure he would love He would love the Elvis movie. I think old Uncle Jesse would definitely would. Uh, and then, of course, speaking of the boys, this is what shows up at the beginning of Hero Gasm right here. It says, some scenes may not be suitable for some, really most. Let's be honest, all viewers, but rest assured that any consensual relationships depicted, be they human, animal, superhero, or other, aren't real, harmed no one, and in fact cost a hilariously large amount in visual effects. Yes, if you watched Hero Gasm, there was some significant VFX that had to do with some appendages. That's for sure. Woo, got pretty crazy. Also got pretty crazy, too, when it came to the Vodka stream, so hopefully you guys watched it. We had a pretty good panel, no guest, and, uh, yeah, we had some uh, healthy debates when it came to that. Happy 40th anniversary to uh, John Carpenter's best movie, probably my favorite sci-fi horror movie. John Carpenter's a thing. Love this movie. God damn it, so good. So goddamn good. Still holds up. Still freaky, still great. The soundtrack, the score, you know, all this stuff. It's just so great. Well acted. The seclusion, the practical effects. It's just a fucking masterpiece of a goddamn movie right there. I like this uh, Devil's Armor right here when it comes to a poster for Anakin slash Darth Vader. That's pretty cool. Really like that. Um, we got Shiraz right there praising the Elvis movie. A lot of people are praising the Elvis movie when they watch it. I'm telling you. That movie surprised me. I didn't think I was going to like it that much, but I liked it more than I, yeah, and that's what was good. Fun fact, Foster, Jodie Foster is 12 years old here, and she was playing a 12-year-old prostitute when it came to Taxi Driver, which meant she could not act in some of the scenes. Obviously, her older sister, who was 19, filled in as a body double in some of those scenes. So there you go. Fun fact, when it comes to Taxi Driver. And, uh, of course, Jodie Foster, I think a lot of us were kind of wondering, like, man, how how were they able to pull off that? Oh, well, there you go. That's how they were able to pull that off right there. So that's cool. Like that. Uh, and uh, anyways, and then, of course, uh, yeah, after I got home yesterday and I was just like kind of sitting at my desk working on stuff, I put on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So, of course, I did some tweeting as I was watching. And, uh, you know, tweeting, uh, you know, about the Illuminati theme. And then, of course, this scene right here, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Doctor Strange versus uh, Sinister Doctor Strange. It's just so it's just so great. Just so great. Just so great. 
And then I saw this on my timeline, too, another Sam Raimi uh, baseball movie. Don't sleep on this movie for Love of the Game with Kevin Costner. Great, fantastic movie. Sam Raimi, I tell you, I don't I'm, I'm trying to I just he's just one of my favorite directors. I can't I can't. I, there's not a Sam Raimi movie that I go. That sucked. He's just one of those directors. And the fact that he directed a baseball movie that a lot of people don't talk about. Really go check that out. Really go check that out. Here's some hero gasm for dummies if you want to watch, if you want to read that, right? Hey, we got some Rebel Moon good shit right here. Potential first look at Spaceship from uh, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Apparently, according to this guy right here, said Netflix contacted us for some, um, I don't even know what the hell that even says, for this upcoming movie, Rebel Moon. So this week we delivered them to the Blue Cloud Movie Ranch in Santa Clarita. After uh, after drop off, they gave me a tour of the set. Make sure you look uh, for our glasses in the movie. So it looks like we got some Rebel Moon spaceships right here. Some uh, things. Look at that. I'm liking it, liking it. And then if you keep going, you actually have a video going through it right here. I'm sure it's hot as fuck right there. If it's, uh, Santa Clarita, jeez. But yeah, got some practicality, you know. So there's stuff. obviously their seats. Yeah. <sighs> this Sounds is like cool. Breath. It's probably hot as shit there, man. But yeah. So I'm sure they have like a like a set with. Yes. Their. Well, shit. Well, damn. Yeah, of course you heard Zach right there, right? That was Zach saying yes. I don't even think I caught that the first time I watched it. I don't think I watched it with volume, but that was Zach saying yes right there. That's totally Zach. Like a. Set with yes, their that's totally Zach right there. Yep, that's cool. I like it. God damn it, I can't wait for this fucking movie. I cannot wait for this damn movie. And if you watch the boys, if you watch the last episode of the boys, you uh, you understand this drawing right here because my god, Anthony Starr is just just such a fuck. He's just so nailed every every season, every season. He just keeps on impressing with a uh, Homelander right there. So. It's really good stuff. And then, yes, of course, uh, Top Gun Maverick reached a billion right there. And then we got, uh, hey, we got Batgirl and Supergirl right here hanging out together. We saving all the universes. You heard me? That's right. I like the joke. Sounds like they're having some kind of fun. And they're just like, you know what? I'm going to tweet this. Why not? Because everything's kind of a mess right now when it comes to the DC universes. Uh, we're, we're saving all the universes. So, yeah, there's uh, Miss Sasha Kaye and Leslie Grace right there. Ha, ta, 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 ta. All kinds of hotness right there. Hanging out. Batgirl and, of course, Supergirl right there. Got to love that. Got to love that. There's something there. I mean, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Sholo Mariduana, if you guys saw my little YouTube short that I did on Saturday night, he did uh, on his Instagram stories, he put like, oh, yeah, Young Justice, and it was those two plus him as Blue Beetle. And I was like, oh, is he teasing a Young Justice movie? Probably not, of course. But with the mess that everything's happening right now when it comes to, you know, the regular league, I just was like going, the regular Justice League, I was just kind of going like, well, why not? Why not? Young Justice, it's a great show, great animated series, and it's popular. Fucking why not do a live action movie? Miles Teller celebrating... The billion dollars with this drawing right here of Rooster on top of a sandwich. 
And uh, yeah, that's just uh, hilarious right there. I laughed when I saw that. It's pretty good. I dig it. Okay, and then we have this right here, guys. So, all right. So last night when I was tweeting and uh, I tweeted how I wanted uh, John Krasinski to come back. I, I've talked about it before. We've talked about it numerous times, even on the Vodka stream, that it'd be awesome if um, John Krasinski does come back for the Fantastic Four movie and he is Reed Richards. And then, hey, guess what? He could direct it. He really could. But apparently, you know, obviously when it came to him being cast as Reed Richards, my, it's probably not going to happen. There's probably going to be an entirely different variant of Reed Richards because uh, according to Sam Raimi, when it came to um, talking about the casting of uh, Krasinski, this is what he had to say right here. Or this is what, uh, you know, Kevin Feige basically was saying. It's like, it's so funny that Kevin Feige cast John Krasinski because the fans had a dream of who the perfect Reed Richards would be. And because this is an alternate universe, I think Kevin said, Let's make that dream come true. I've always really enjoyed all of his performances. So Sam Raimi is basically saying that, yeah, you know, it was basically just answering what the fans were doing because obviously everybody was fan casting Krasinski, Krasinski, Krasinski. And then, of course, Emily Blunt let her play Sue Storm. And, and you know, that was just always on. That was just the fan cast, the top, John Krasinski. So it sounds to me like... They already probably have another Reed Richards in mind when it comes to the Fantastic Four movie, maybe. And when it came to Krasinski, it was just, hey, we're just going to answer the fans because, hey, you know, it's nice of Kevin Feige to answer the fans, obviously. You know, some some other people, some other studios don't exactly do that. But anyways, uh, I digress. Um, but to me, it almost sounds like, oh, we're not going to see Krasinski again. Ah, shit. Uh, it would be pretty cool. I mean, hopefully, maybe with the response that we will see Krasinski again playing Reed Richards, and I would say, ah, give him the gig. Give him the gig. But uh, to me, it sounds like when it comes to this quote that we might not see Krasinski as Reed Richards again. I think he he needed a little bit more to do when it came to, um, you know, Multiverse of Madness. It was fine. I, I dug it, and I thought it was cool. But, uh, you know, needed needed just a little bit more to uh to work with right there so anyways uh mr clay staub all right staub i always say his name wrong but uh you know over the weekend you know he had something good to say uh right here and listen to him because i know a lot of people like want to look at anything that he posts for pictures and they're thinking that he's hinting at something and i i know of course when he when it came to the artwork that he was posting that showed, uh, you know, basically nightmare versions of of certain characters. And even Liz Wonder was playing uh, Wonder Woman. And when it came to um, when it came to uh, like a nightmare version of her, it was great. But this is what he said right here. And I'm totally like, man. Yeah. Listen to the man right here. Obviously, he's been working with Zach forever. And this is what he had to say. He said on Sunday, never say never, never, as I've learned working with Zach all the way back to Dawn of the Dead. Obviously, when you have people that are asking about, you know, restore the Snyderverse, restore the Snyderverse, never say never. And that's what a lot of us say. Never say never. You never know what's going to happen. Obviously, I've never told you guys to move on, even though some people have put me into that category. Naturally, you know, that fun little section of of the fandom right there. And then he goes, I personally think people need to focus on the here and now Rebel Moon and beyond. Focus on the here and now. Yes, Zach is creating his own IP. There's a huge difference. 
Zach is creating his own control. Exactly. Doesn't have the burden of 80 years of fucking mythology in a studio that's being dicks about how you handle these characters and all that stuff. I mean, not to say Zach has mentioned that he would come back and actually, well, he's mentioned that he would come back and do a Dark Knight Returns adaptation, which, damn it, if that ends up happening, that'd be pretty magical. But, you know, even Zach has said, never say never. But at the same time, he, he listen to what Clay is saying right here. He is creating things from the ground up, world, world building, you know, and I always, it always kind of irks me when I see some of these people that are just all about just having him come back to the mess that is happening right now at Warner Brothers Discovery and DC and all that stuff, which, by the way, hopefully, you know, when it comes to a DC Studios head or whatever, uh, from what I gather, there might be in the next couple of weeks, they might be settling on somebody. I don't know. I told you guys last week that it was Zaslav was struggling because nobody wanted the gig, but apparently there might be somebody that might step up to the plate. Just to let you know, maybe after the holiday weekend, we might be hearing some little stuff when it comes to that. But uh, but I like what Clay Stab had, had to say right here, because as of right now, we got Zach building universes from the ground up and the focus. You know, I'm not saying, hey, still still tweet out. Restore the Snyderverse by all means. Do that. Do whatever. Still tweet that out. But it, it um, but it just kind of sucks when I saw some of the responses, obviously, underneath this. And they were like saying that it was like a kick to the gut or the face. And some people were it's like, boy, it's like. I don't know. I just sometimes I just I don't know. I just don't know. <sighs> but then moving on to Christian Bale says he would only return to play Batman if Christopher Nolan asked him. It's not. Ex well, let's let, let's actually read. Let's read what he had to say right here when he was asked about returning for Batman. He says, no, no one's ever mentioned it to me. No one's brought it up. Occasionally people say, oh, I hear you are approached and offered all this. And I'm like, that's news to me. No one's ever said that. So, yeah, remember all the rumors that he might be returning for the Flash movie? I, I mean, again, this could be an Andrew Garfield situation, and it's just, you know, this is an actor acting. Who knows? But I just, I, I always never liked the fact that, oh, yeah, is Christian Bale going to return for the Flash and have, like, a little cameo? Fuck, I don't like that. I don't really like that. I had it packed with Chris Nolan. He said, hey, look, let's make three films, and if we're lucky enough to get to do that, and... And then let's walk away. Let's not linger too long. In my mind, it would be something if Chris Nolan ever did, ever said to himself, you know, you know what? I've got another story to tell. And if he wished to tell that story with me, I'd be in. So that's what he had to say, you know. But yeah, so in a way, yes, I guess you could say that, yes, Christian Bale would return if Christopher Nolan had a good idea for him to return as Batman. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case unless they wait like another 20 years and it's like some old man Batman again or something like that. But, yeah, I don't think uh, that's going to be happening anytime soon. And I don't see Christian Bale actually showing up in the Flash movie when those rumors were circulating. It just doesn't seem like that's going to happen right there. But, you know, it's always cool because, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of Ben Affleck with Zack Snyder. Ben Affleck returned to Batman because of Zack and his dedication to Zack and that relationship that they that they had. And I even said that before they even did the additional photography for Zack Snyder's Justice League. I went, Ben will 100% return for whatever Zack needs him to do, okay? Whatever he needs him to do, um, 
Ben will return. And he 100% did and led that whole additional photography, led those scenes, and those scenes were amazing. So it just kind of reminds me of that. You always got to love it when, when you have – and, you know, and when, even when it comes to Michael Keaton and Tim Burton, I, I've told you guys before, like, when it came to, like, uh, The Flash wasn't going to be Michael Keaton's one-off when it came to Batman. Like, he wanted to have his Batman Beyond-type movie, and he wanted Tim Burton to come back. You know, it, it kinda, it's kind of nice when you, you hear about these Batman actors who are like, hey, I want my Batman director to be there because that's, that's where we found some magic. And, uh, you know, just love hearing that being a Batman fan and all, you know? <sighs> and then we got right here, we got Rola Rafal right here, made this uh, pretty cool poster when it came to Obi-Wan and little Leia. Like it, like it a lot. And then we have uh, Gentle Giant LTD. Oh, look at that. It's on the wrong side, but hey, whatever. Um, we got we got uh, Darth Vader right there with the, uh, the sliced up helmet showing Anakin's eye. Gotta love that. We got a new poster for Stranger Things 4. Beautiful. Cannot wait. This uh, At the end of this week, guys. At the end of this week. And happy birthday to Mr. Tobey Maguire. That's right. I think he's four, yeah, 47 today. Still looks, uh, still got that boyish look to him. So, prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide. And then look at this. We got Emma Roberts. She's joining Madame Webb. And we, we kind of joked about this, and somebody brought this up. I think it was you, Carrie, that brought this up. We talked about it on the, the Vodka stream, how it almost seems like, you know, when you heard Sydney, what's her name, who joined, um, who joined also, and she said, oh, I want to be part of a movie that's bigger than life itself. And we're going, well, this is a, you know, general audience doesn't know Madame Webb, and it's Sony. It's not the MCU. And it's basically almost like, like, hey, uh, it's almost like, hey, uh, do, uh, do, they, do they realize that this movie is probably not going to do that well? But then again, it's a pretty good stellar cast, I guess. So maybe that'll help it. But uh, yeah, I think all of us are kind of scratching our heads, scratching our heads about that. So yeah, it's very interesting. Speaking of Zack Snyder, look what he posted right here on Vero. Uh, he also posted on uh, Twitter, but he said, big thank you, uh, thank you for the awesome new electric bike to commute to the office from Super 73, and of course, Zack Snyder being Zack Snyder, perfectly framed shot, looks great, it's in black and white, just looks absolutely gorgeous, and uh, can you imagine seeing Zack Snyder, you're just like driving along, and I'll, well, I don't think he's like, you know, I don't think he's going to actually, you know, take it out on the, the major roads, but you know, and you just look over and you see Zack Snyder riding one of those, that's pretty cool. The Batman has entered Letterboxd. <laughs> One million watched club. The quickest a film has entered the club. So there you go, you letterbox users. There's Zach posting it on uh, on uh, Twitter, and then we got Tom Cruise to all the films and release to all the studios and to all the exhibitors. Congratulations to the audience. Thank you for venturing out and allowing us to entertain you. See you at the movies. Obviously, talking about the billion dollars that Top Gun Maverick has. Of course, we'll talk about that. Apparently, filming has reportedly been delayed on Marvel's reboot of Blade starring Mahershala Ali. That's not good. <sighs> Rewrites of the script, maybe? Who knows? Paramount CEO says streaming service will not remove old content some may find offensive. It's all on demand. You don't have to watch anything you don't want to. Yeah, George Carlin used to say that when it came to, when it came to him. 
Remember when it came to uh, all that stuff? You watched the George Carlin doc. They talk about how he was going to be arrested for saying things, just just saying things, which is crazy. And he has a whole bit where he talks about how, yeah, you it's your choice to listen to stuff. It, if, if it offends you, it doesn't mean it has to be removed. Yes, there's some old things. For instance, of course, Tropic Thunder, where you have Robert Downey Jr. in blackface. But you watch the movie, it's hilarious. The context of the movie, it's fine, it's comedy, it's great, it's fantastic. Everybody, ex- and most people accept it. Try not to, do not cancel Robert Downey Jr. But yeah, I love it that the CEO was like, hey, we're going to keep this stuff on there. If it offends you, guess what? You don't have to watch it. It's there, though. Because I know, like, with some of the other stuff, it was like, oh, shit. They started removing things. Uh, Wonder Mag, she had an interview with uh, Susan uh, Nesenberg, who, of course, voices um, Wonder Woman and stuff like that. So if you guys check out her latest interview article at CBR.com, she spoke uh, about the journey as Wonder Woman, her friendship with uh, Kevin Conroy, which is great, uh, which sparked the Wonder Bat sensation. And how amazing to see Wonder Woman get her own video game. So make sure you guys check that out. Wonder Meg's doing some great stuff over there at Comic Book Resources. And then, oh, man, ah, just hit me right in the heartstrings right here. Um, you guys know I'm a huge Dave Grohl fan, Foo Fighters fan. And, uh, of course, we lost Taylor Hawkins, the drummer to Foo Fighters, uh, back in April, which, of course, broke my heart. You actually can go see it live. I found out live on the vodka stream that Friday night, and I couldn't. Uh, I could only do an hour's worth of vodka stream because it just broke my heart because he was my favorite drummer, favorite band. Um, but apparently Dave Grohl was um, he, jo- he joined Paul McCartney on stage over the weekend and played a little bit with Paul McCartney. And then he showed off his new tattoo, which, of course, is a T for Taylor. It's in the shape of like, you know, basically like a hawk, you know, wings and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I saw this uh, saw this over the weekend and then uh, look for it today. And I was like, man, just kind of broke my heart a little bit. And there's uh, there it is right there. Just the video of it. He points at it. Oy, good stuff, man, good stuff. Ugh, still breaks my heart, man, still breaks my heart. I wonder what's going to happen with the Foo Fighters. Uh, according to uh, Dan- Daniel RPK, uh, the Thunderbolts movie is going to re- have the return of Olga Karylenko as Taskmaster because we all want to see that character again, right? Because it was done so well. Oy, Black Widow was a shit sandwich. Um, Yeah, screen, uh, yeah, so this was... um. This was posted today, too. Like, apparently the, the New York Post was saying that um, that Disney offered Johnny Depp $301 million to, to return to Pirates of the Caribbean because of that whole thing during the, during the whole trial that said that he would not come back to play Jack Sparrow again if they offered him $300 million. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker, guys. It was all made up. Shocking. Just absolutely shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Ridiculous. Uh, this was fun. This is a funny meme right here. McGregor, when he says he wants to do uh, Kenobi season two, it's more Ben time. That's right. Somebody came up with that, and I think that's absolutely brilliant. It's more Ben time. We know what that's referring to, right? It's more Ben time. Is this what she actually looks like? I retweeted this because is this like real? Is this what she actually looks like as Snow White? Was this actual set photo, or did somebody make this? I'm like starting. I'm like, okay. I know they're shooting it, but I don't know. I'm not even really looking forward to the movie. I just thought that was weird, and I just retweeted it. I'm like, you know, somebody talking about D23 in this September. Are they gonna show anything from Snow White? 
But it's like, is this was this taken off the set? It is real. Okay, thank you, Landon. I wasn't sure. I mean, it looks pretty damn real. Um, I don't, uh, you know, when it comes to Disney live action movies, I could really care less. <laughs> I can really care less. And to me, I find her overrated. Is that bad to say? Probably. Am I going to get canceled for saying that? I don't give a shit. I think she's overrated. I'm like, Ugh. you know, with all the stuff, remember when she was like posting things and it was like coming off really weird. I find her a little overrated. I really do. Ugh. Fun fact, this guy might still be alive. Yeah. You know, because apparently you could survive uh, lightsaber shots. And hey, who wants to hear Margot Robbie's Barbie voice? Yes, and see her roller or uh, rollerblading. There you go, Margot Robbie's Barbie voice. If you guys were wondering, it's just a little more high pitched than usual. Looks good on rollerblades. What the fuck is this movie gonna be? I just don't get what this movie's gonna be. God, it all looks ridiculous. It looks so ridiculous. But there you go, Margot Robbie's Barbie voice right there. Oh my lord, I just don't understand what this movie's gonna be. I really don't. It's curious, curious. Squadcast. Squadcast has a new episode of uh, Batman by the Scene, scene by scene. Uh, Mr. Darren right there, I don't know if you're out in the chat, but uh, he has a fun little uh, short video right here, which I 100% agree. Anytime you go see a movie in AMC theaters, after you've sat through 30 minutes of trailers and commercials, and then you get Nicole Kidman who does her AMC commercial, and you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? So, yeah, Darren... I felt this. I feel every every time I see a movie at AMC theaters, that's what I feel. I'm like, God damn it. After all of that, then we have to get this Nicole Kidman, you know, whole thing. And I'm like, good God. Oi. Hilarious. Big feet, big head. Oi. I like it. Oh, shit. Turn off the music. No music. No music. But out. Well, yeah, anyways, as an AMC employee, I apologize. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, Landon, come on. AMC is really bad at the commercials, man. Anytime, because, you know, there's an AMC that I go to anytime I want to see something in IMAX. I always go to this one over here. Uh, well, it's not right over here. It's still, you know, it's, it's about 20-minute drive that way. But it's like, fuck, man. It's, it's just, you got the trailers, which I love trailers. Don't get me wrong. love the trailers. But then you get the commercials. And then all of a sudden you get, and then it's like, all right, finally. And then you, all of a sudden it's like, no, you got an AMC commercial. And it's like, oh, like, come on, man. Harkins, not as bad. Harkins is not as bad. So, and there you go. There's, there's, uh, there's uh, Darren right there saying Elvis was amazing. I'm telling you guys, do not sleep on the Elvis movie. It's very great. The only thing that's bad, you know what? The only thing about that, what, what's bad about the Elvis movie being successful Toby Emmerich gets some money in his pocket. A lot of money, apparently. Doesn't that suck? Doesn't that suck? Yeah, I remember seeing his name in the credits, being the producer on there, having his name on that, being attached to it. But uh, apparently, yeah, from what I've gathered, Toby is going to be, get, be getting you know a nice good payday if the movie is doing, and it's doing relatively well. I don't know if it's going to have legs, but yeah, sadly, Mr. Emmerich's going to be making some uh some money on top of that one 
Sal. Ugh. But anyways, let's talk about Comic-Con. Talk about Comic-Con and what DC and Warner Brothers Discovery is going to be bringing to the show. First off, we have this whole little thing. This uh, poster right here, which is part of the thumbnail that was uh, drawn by Jim Lee. So we have all this right here, and we got all the various players. Of course, we got Black Adam, Aquaman, Shazam, Top. They're uh, leading the pact right here. We got Michael Keaton's Batman that's over here. Um, two flashes, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. And but 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 both of them are kind of you know behind everybody. Doctor Fate right there. Um, you know we got Adam Smasher. We got. Batgirl, everybody's just showing up right here. We got some Harley Quinn over here. We got a Robin over here. We got some Doom Patrol people. We got some Titans people. Uh, we got another Batgirl version right here, which I think is the, the Titans version. Doom Patrol, like I said. We got Batwoman. We got Hawkman right up here. We got all kinds of things. All kinds of things. But you know what really was like going, well, wait a minute. Who the fuck is this back here? Oh, we got a little bit of a Hal Jordan Green Lantern right in the back right there. Yeah, what's happening with that fucking Green Lantern show? Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, so we got that back there. We got Mr. Hal Jordan back there. So that's interesting. And, and there's also a Sandman right here. So a lot of people were kind of going like, oh, yeah, why the, why the fuck is Sandman part of Netflix and not HBO Max? It's like, well, yeah, they made a deal with Netflix. But Warner Brothers still owns Sandman. I mean, there's going to be a Sandman presence. I mean, they got like... You know, they still own, I guess, the character. I'm not sure exactly what the deal exactly was, probably just for, like, live-action rights or whatever. But, but of course, we have Jim Lee doing his Jim Lee thing, just drawing these characters out, which is pretty interesting, pretty cool. Uh, you know, some of it's cool, but it's just like, okay, so who's going to actually show up? And then we have this article right here from The Hollywood Reporter. It says, Comic-Con, Game of Thrones, Sandman Inn, Warners, and DC Booth out exclusive what the freshly merged warner brothers discovery is going to uh going to san diego comic-con for the first time and it's making some changes in its approach house of dragon the sandman and harley quinn will be showcased in a big way as warner brothers discovery will fresh uh still fresh from the merger hits the first ever san diego comic-con next month their first or the first i don't know the first one that's going to be back full-on Yet the company, headed by CEO David Zaslav, is making big changes to, a, to its approach to Comic-Con as Warner Brothers divisions make their first appearance at the annual pop culture celebration in three years due to pandemic reasons. For the first time, Warners, including DC, will have no presence on the convention floor, a move that breaks with decades of precedent. The company had one of the bigger presents on the floor with movie and TV costumes on display. In some, year, uh, in some years, A-list stars such as the cast of Justice League and Watchmen appeared for signings. Another big change, the CW shows such as Flash, Superman and Lois, or the upcoming Supernatural prequel will be absent as that broadcast network is facing a possible sale and had, to and had canceled many of its shows. Warner Brothers Discovery presence at... Comic-Con is intended to reassure fans that the company still has them top of mind, even as the merger remakes executive ranks and aligns the company's decisions, including HBO Max, Warner Brothers Pictures, and DC in a new direction. It's still unclear 
what Warner's theatrical division will bring as those plans are still being hashed out, according to multiple insiders. The studio has a number of DC films due to the uh, later this year, such as DC Super Pets, Black Adam, Shazam! Fear the Gods, all which open in July, October, and December, respectively. These could all make appearances. Movies are uh, that are that open in uh, 2023, such as The Flash and Blue Beetle, will not have panels regardless of the presence as they are considered too far out for any panel to have a meaningful impact. Well, yeah, and there's also the whole, obviously, Ezra Miller thing, but it kind of makes you wonder, like, okay, so does that mean there's going to be more things that are going to be dropping during a DC fandom, which hasn't really been announced yet? So it's interesting. House of Dragons is one of HBO's biggest bets and seeks to extend and reset the Game of Thrones franchise, which was the biggest show in HBO's history. It will have a Hall H panel ahead of the series launch uh, on August 21st. Netflix's Sandman is the most expensive DC show that Warner Brothers Television has ever made, and it's getting a Hall H treatment with a special video presentation followed by Q&A with the series stars and producers. Riverdale will also land in Hall H. Why? I don't know. DC Publishing, despite not having a booth, will still have a presence via uh, smattering panels. DC Publisher and CCO Jim Lee will headline a showcase of upcoming DC books with uh, sneak peeks and creators. There will be a panel stacked with Batman-centric comics, writers, and artists, while superstars writers uh, Tom Taylor and Tom King We'll have a conversation about their work, past, present, future. Also in line in, uh, in the lineup is the panel on DC's current event miniseries, Dark Crisis, among others. I saw people posting about that. There'll be panels on Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai, with a new uh, series voice stars and executive producers. Meanwhile, Cartoon 2 Network will have multi-show panel touting Craig the, Craig the Creek, Titans Go, Titans, uh, Teen Titans Go, we Baby Bears, among several other animation panels. So a lot of stuff right there. Of course, Rick and Morty will have a presence there. And, and then, of course, uh, and there will be a special screening of two, the first two episodes of the surprise HBO Max hit, Harley Quinn, as well as premiere animated feature Green Lantern, Beware the, uh, My Power. That's probably why Green Lantern is on that Jim Lee poster. It's because of that, not the show, because I don't think the show is actually going to happen. Hoy. So, yeah. So there you go, guys. That, as of right now, that's what's going to be there. But you better believe, how do they not have Black Adam there? How do they not? I mean, obviously, you have to have something, okay? Black Adam needs help, <laughs> okay? There needs to be more hyped. It just needs to be more hyped, and they really fucking dropped the ball with it when it comes to this whole thing. And as much as I'm looking forward to Black Adam, a lot of people were looking forward to Black Adam, Jesus Christ, they just did a kind of a bad job when it, well, I mean, it, I mean, I, I, I hate to throw, you know, Dwayne the Rock God fucking damn Johnson under the bus, but it's just like he was been trying to get Black Adam made for a, for a decade, right? And then, of course, he gets it made. And then when you watch that trailer, guess what? It just looks like a Dwayne Johnson movie. And you're kind of going, you could have stepped out of your fucking comfort zone, Dwayne. Black Adam is just like a ruthless fucking villain. I mean, yes, I know you want to go the anti-hero route, but my God, you could have went really hard, and hopefully you did go harder than what the trailer actually shows or what we actually show in there. And, um, you know, it's really going to be something, and maybe they could have just like, okay, if you're going to build something, build something with the villains, because that can be pretty popular when it comes to DC. Obviously, we've seen 
you know, when it comes to DC and their villains, guess what? There's a lot of things that you could really do with that. Look what's happened in the past. But, you know, so, so there's kind of something right there. And, you know, just talking with people and even going to see Elvis, I saw the Black Adam trailer before that. But, of course, with that audience, is anybody really excited for it? Probably not. But what did I, what did I say on the Vodka stream when I was talking to the guys about this and talking about Elvis, talking about Shazam, and talking about Black Adam? There could have been a marketing, there could have been a whole marketing campaign that that interlocked all three of those movies together. Because obviously, Shazam, Black Adam, you got a hero and Arch Nemesis. You already had that tie-in right there. I'm not sure how much both movies are going to tie in. You would think that they would tie in pretty well together, but I'm kind of fearing that they don't tie in as well as we hope. And then you have Elvis. You have Elvis, who is very much, when he was a kid, loved Captain Marvel. Shazam! Okay, it's even shown in the fucking movie. And then it kind of makes sense when you go, oh, is that why he had the jumpsuit with the cape? And the cape very much is short. It's not a long cape. It's short. It looks like what Shazam's cape looks like. Holy shit. Mind blown. Why didn't fucking Toby Emmerich and those fucking assholes decide to be like, hey, let's take it all and kind of interwoven it together. Guess what? There's a whole marketing campaign that we could have right here. We have an Oscar bait movie because we have a movie that's, uh, you know, we have Tom Hanks acting his ass off. We have Austin Butler assing, acting his ass off. They're going to get nominated for awards. We have Baz Luhrmann that's given us something crazy. And we can ha we could have put it, they could have put it in November and kind of just like bridged both Shazam and Black Adam. And hopefully there's some kind of bridge there and they could have had something right there. But no. They didn't, because Toby Emmerich sucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> Sorry, I had to go off in that little spiel, because talking with my buddy who's in that fucking world, I was like, we were just going back and forth on how much they shit the bed when it came to those three movies. They could have really did something with those three movies. Oscar bait movie, and then you have a villain movie and a hero movie, they could have did something. They could have had this crazy marketing campaign when it came to that. You know, I'm just saying they could have. They just they didn't they didn't fucking think, man. Ugh. They didn't fucking think it's like you literally I mean, you have this Oscar bait movie that's that people are raving about. And Elvis loved Shazam, a.k.a. you know, Captain Marvel so much. You could worked with that. But no, they decided not to. What can you do, though? Again, I should be running DC Studios. Be in my mustache. That's right. Okay. Yes. And then speaking of, you know, Warner Brothers shitting the bed when it comes to their, you know, what they're doing with their DC products. Well, you know, they have uh, this hit right here that, of course, is Zack Snyder's Justice League. And this kind of came. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh. Please don't. Please don't. I saw, I saw my uh, feed freeze a little bit. I thought I was going to. Thought, the, thought my internet dropped out. We're good. We're good. Okay, but anyways, Zack Snyder's Justice League, digital release. This kind of came out of nowhere, and it's just like, what the fuck? Well, that's cool. You know, this was a nice little surprise today. Look at this. Own on digital, July 19th, and he got this little bit right here. Ah, yeah. That doesn't get you excited? I don't know. Yeah, gets me excited, that's for damn sure. But yes, own on digital, July 19th. So much that even Warner Brothers, even Warner Brothers 
posted it. Warner Brothers Home Entertainment posted it on their Twitter, showing some love for Zack Snyder's Justice League. So what are you going to get if you actually get this digital, I guess, download, I guess you could say, if you don't already have it? And, I, you know, even if you do have it, which I do have it, hey, still buy it anyways. Show some support. Let's get those numbers up, you know, because we know that Mr. Dave Zaslav looking at the numbers. Okay, he's a numbers dude. So uh, here we go right here. This is all, first off, this is what the cover is going to look like, which naturally I love this cover so much. I think this is the best cover. I love how it's dulled colors, but it still has color in it, and you have dark side in the background. It's such a cool cover. It's so great. But uh, here we go right here. An epic piece of art. That's right. Says Mick LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle. Well, let's see. It says, The Age of the Heroes are upon us. Zack Snyder Justice League comes to digital on July 19th. Screenplay by Chris Terrio. And then, of course, all that stuff. And Zack Snyder Justice League determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice. Okay, we already know the story of that. What are we getting? Digital elements right here. Uh, additionally, uh, let's see. Well, let's first read that. Additionally, a uh, trilogy bundle will also be available on digital. On So, yeah, if you want to get Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Ultimate Edition, of course. And then Zack Snyder's Justice League, you can actually get all three as a digital download. So, I mean, I have the physical copy of all of it, but I still might do it just because trying to show support. Zack Snyder's Justice League Digital contains the following special features. Building a scene, a thrilling look at how the film's most incredible scenes are brought to life. And then we got Road to Justice League. Director Zack Snyder reflects on his trilogy of films in the DC Universe. That's, a, that's almost 25 minutes right there. I love it. Justice is gray. That's right. Justice is gray. The fact that you're going to be able to get justice is gray on this, that is great. Okay? Especially what happened. And I was talking about this with somebody, too. And what's interesting about the Justice is Grey version, that is very much a version for the fans. Zach has even said that because he knows, and we know, and I did a whole fucking video about why there is a Grey version of Justice League. There's a couple of few reasons that they've spoken about when it came to interviews when it comes to Zach and Debbie why the gray version exists and that's Zack Snyder's preferred version and I love watching it there's just something about watching a Justice League movie that's four fucking hours that's this goddamn epic and it's and it looks like an indie film because it's black and white it's just crazy to think about to watch like this movie that has these larger than life characters in black and white it's amazing that's why I like to put it on you know, most of the time, to be honest, if I if I put it on, I put on the Justice is Grey version because there's just something about the black and white version that has that indie feel. It's like, why? How? How does this exist? But remember the shit show that that was all about. Remember when that night when they were going to drop it on HBO Max, they were supposed to wait a month. They were supposed to wait a month after Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. They were going to release the Justice is Grey version a month later. But Warner Brothers being the dickheads that they are decided to be like no we're just gonna drop it now fucking bullshit and what do we do yeah we all kind of came together we got all bullshit aside and try to boost the fucking numbers on that shit because guess what that is that is that is for the fans that is zach's preferred version that is for the fans so there you go special features available with select digital retailers so there you go so that's what's happening with that July 19th. So if you just feel like adding some more support, 
to Zack Snyder's Justice League a whole year and a, some change later. Let's fucking do it. Let's 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 show. Let's show uh, these people. These uh, let's show Zaslav and these people. Like, hey, yeah, we'll still support this shit, you know. And then you'll never know what could happen. Uh, but yeah, that just kind of came out of nowhere, right? That was interesting. That was interesting. Very interesting. Uh. All right, now we're going over to Disney. All right, we're done over here at Warner Brothers. Now we're going to go over to the other side, and we're going to talk about Disney, and we're going to talk about some other numbers when it comes to uh, – oh, man, did I find that? Oh, shit, I totally forgot to. Hold on a sec. I forgot to pull up the article. Damn it. Uh, I dropped the ball. Hold on. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let's see. I'll find it. It's it's somewhere. Uh, oh, let's see. Crap. Obi-Wan Kenobi finale. Ah, man. I totally forgot to pull up this article. Be patient with me, guys. Let's see. Oh, where is it at? Where is it at? I know I saw it. I saw it on my feed, and I did not. Ah, I messed up. Spoilers. Nah, crap. Where is the article? I saw the article. Damn it. If anybody has it, send it to me, because I'm like, God damn it. Because they were talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Doctor Strange. Let's see. Disney Plus. <laughs> Man, I thought I pulled up all the articles, but I totally forgot to pull this one up. And I remember it was saying, it was basically saying that uh, the finale did 20% better. The finale essentially did 20% better than uh, the Boba Fett finale. And then, I mean, I guess that's just kind of the gist of it right there was, uh, yeah, I was trying to find that. It was that Disney Direct article. Disney Direct. Uh, let's see. Well, spelling that wrong. Forgot to have that in my tab. All right. Oh, there we go. Hugh McGregor. Nope, that's it. Nope, nope, that's not it. Uh, let's see. Ah, oh, there we go. All right. So basically, essentially, um, when it came to Obi-Wan, when it came to Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, it got a 20% more viewership than the Boba, Book of Boba Fett finale. So obviously, we all knew that, that it had the best opening ever of any series on Disney+. Plus. So we all knew that was going to be the case. Uh, but it apparently, yeah, like I said, 20% better finale than uh than uh book of boba fett and then when it comes to dr strange 2 um according to uh the direct right here it says dr strange 2 just broke the mcu's disney plus viewership record right here so dr strange and the multiverse of madness is uh once again all the rage thanks to the project uh, having hit disney plus now fans can blah blah, blah 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 so let's go to the numbers where it says and it's basically saying that yes it did uh in comparison according to the service uh, yes, this is Samba TV. I know people don't like to see it, but uh, it says uh, the film saw 2.1 million U.S. households watch the movie within the first five days of its streaming release. Now, remember, when it comes to Samba TV, which people forget, is the fact that it only is looking at smart TVs. That's all it is. OK, it's not looking at phones, tablets, computers. It's not looking at that. It's only looking at smart TVs. I've said that many times, but the fact that it looked at only Smart TVs and 2.1 million in the first five days, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. So in comparison, the recent Internals film was watched by 2 million U.S. households in the same comparative time period, placing just behind Multiverse of Madness, some other premier viewership numbers, you know. But you know what's kind of funny when it comes to Samba TV? The Suicide Squad got more than, got 2.8 in its first five days, according to Samba TV when it came to, again, 
smart TVs. Pretty interesting. Uh, even Wonder Woman 84 at 2.2. It's all pretty crazy. So it, you know, uh, Shang-Chi and in the, in the, the Legends of the Ten Rings got 1.7, according to that. But it is kind of interesting when it comes to all that and trying to measure it. I mean, I don't know if Disney's going to actually release full-on numbers. They should, but they might just be like, but 2.1 when it comes to just smart TVs, not too shabby. Really not too shabby, so... So there you go. Just wanted to talk about some of those numbers since, you know, we got some kind of numbers. I like to talk about numbers, you know, not as much as Steven, but I do like to talk about numbers. Anyways, moving along. Now uh, we got Thor, Love and Thunder. Obviously, the premiere happened last, what, last Thursday, Friday? I can't even remember. I think it was Thursday, right? Or something. I don't know. Thursday. And uh, naturally, when it comes to uh, the Internet reaction, a lot of similar reactions, but I thought I'd uh, talk about it. I mean, it's just like, I have tickets, guys. I have tickets to the movie. I am not looking forward to this movie. Ha who has seen the clips? Who has seen the clips to this movie? Have we seen the clips? Have we laughed at the clips? Do we think the clips are great? I don't, I, I saw the clip where, you know, he's, he's, he wants his hammer back so well, so much, and then, uh, I don't even I it's just it's pretty ridiculous. I'm not saying that the movie's going to be a complete shit sandwich. I just see myself cringing a lot throughout when I watch it. I'm trying to go in as fresh as possible. I hope it's better than Ragnarok. I didn't really like Ragnarok that much, but Ragnarok's not a complete shit sandwich. There's still some great visuals, some great action. There's some things I like about it. You know, I'm not completely one of those people that says it sucks. Worst movie ever. Worst movie in history, man. I saw somebody say that about Multiverse of Madness. Worst movie in history. I'm like, go fuck yourself. When you when you when you get that when you get when you get to that point in history, you've lost me. You're just being a dick. I hate it when people critique like that. Worst movie in history, man. Shut up. I wouldn't even say that. As much as I dislike Ragnarok, I wouldn't say it's the worst movie in history. Are you kidding me? It's not even the worst movie in the MCU. Um, but yeah. So here's like some of the uh, internet reactions. Um, showing some of that. Where does Thor uh, rank the MCU? Uh, oh, Collider. Thor Love and Thunder is absolutely amazing. It blows every other Marvel movie out of the water and doubles down on Ragnarok's charm. Oh, fuck. Blows every other Marvel movie out of the water? Shut up. Get out of here. Fuck. I'm sorry. Infinity War, the first Iron Man. Uh, let's see. Drew Taylor from Playlist says Thor: Love and Thunder might be my favorite Marvel movie, and it's also might be their very best. Ugh. See, I hate this kind of stuff. Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. Griffin Schiller, Schiller says from yeah Schiller for sure. Uh, from the playlist also says Thor: Love and Thunder just cemented itself as one of my favorite MCU films. It's got everything you could ever want from a Marvel movie. Does it really? Does it have Iron Man? Does it have Captain America? Does it have uh, Haley Steinfeld uh, and Hawk? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have everything, okay? Uh, Matt uh, Naglia from Next Best Picture says, The best Thor film yet. Okay, at least he said the best Thor film, okay? That's better than saying the best MCU film ever. I hate that hyperbolic fucking bullshit. Ugh. Ugh. I hate that stuff. Brandon Davis from comicbook.com. 
My favorite Thor movie of the four feels like the best of MCU phase one and phase four in one entry. Okay, that's a little bit more from Mr. Davis. So he's not a fan of the first Thor movie, which I am. Uh, Kristana Okuna says, The best entry in phase four behind Shang-Chi and No Way Home. Well, that means it's not exactly the best entry then. <laughs> what the? What, 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 what is that? What is that? The best entry in Phase 4, but behind two movies that are better than that. That's not a good little... I, what is that? What is that? <laughs> so it's not the best entry then. It's the third best. How about that? Just say the third best. It's not the best. It's the third best. <laughs> uh, that's just so weird. Fucking best movie ever behind these two movies. What? Okay. Ah, feels right in line with most of the MCU Phase 4 movies to have the best, line, the best time, temper expectations, and laugh. Yeah, you're going to be laughing. So, I mean, a lot of people are just kind of saying that's what's happening, you know. And then, of course, is it hilarious? Of course, there's a lot of unhinged, unrestrained, completely out-of-the-box lunacy. I mean, it does look like it's just more of a parody of itself. Wacky, high energetic delight with a cast full of aces crushing one scene after the next. Loads of laughs. This is definitely one of the funnier Marvel films. Way more comedy than drama. It's basically silly. Uh, most of the humor doesn't land. Oh, look what Andrew Salazar says right here of Geeks of Color. Says most of the humor doesn't land as well as it did with Ragnarok, but Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, and Christian Bale do the best with it. Mm, that's interesting. There were more moments where the comedy and story fell flat, says Laura Surical from Nerds of Color. So some people are saying, and I have a feeling I'm going to be in this, in this um, section right here. Will it give you all the feels? Kristana O'Connor says, I laughed, I cried, then laughed and cried some more in that order. Cool. Um, I left this movie emotionally satisfied while also sobbing. So many laughs and tears with moving with a moving narrative, bursting with so much heart, emotion, and a sincerity. I teared up. I smiled from ear to ear. This film is a warm hug and a plea to cherish the present, live in the moment, do something that matters. I adore this film. Okay. At least they adore it, and they're liking the feels. How does it look? Thor, Love and Thunder is a vivid and vibrant blast. Yes, I have no doubt that the visuals are going to look absolutely fantastic, especially when they're in like the shadow realm and everything's kind of like black and white and there's some color. That looks actually pretty good. I will give Taka Waititi that visually. There's some scenes like the Valkyrie scene that happened in Ragnarok is absolutely gorgeous. I will give that. Visually, it's one of the best looking MCU films we've gotten recently. So these are some of the people that were not, you know, Use of color, so everything's kind of good. So everything's good, and then of course they talk about Watiti. We don't have to go through all that, but overall, you know, when the full-on reviews come out, this movie's probably going to be ninety plus as it is, you know. But it's just kind of funny when coming off of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which I really enjoyed. Maybe I'm a little biased because I love Sam Raimi and I love this the Raimiisms, but it just felt like that a director put his fingerprints on that movie. That's the thing. It just felt like it was his movie, you know, and with, with some of these other movies, you just can't tell. 
So that's why, you know, and yes, you could still rip Multiverse of Madness apart big time. Sure, there's some things that you could be like, well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense and whatever. And yeah, there's humor in there that doesn't make you laugh. But at the same time, it still felt like a Sam Raimi movie. And that's what I love about it. And uh, rewatching it again, I have more love for it. So I'm kind of, you know, but yeah. Anyways, when it comes to seeing Thor Love and Thunder, yes, I'm going to go see it. And I'm going to be as, you know, I'm going to go in fresh as possible and hopefully i just hope that i enjoy it better than ragnarok that's really what i'm going for so we'll see what happens when it comes to my first reaction <laughs> did i like it better than ragnarok well i didn't see uh i didn't see hulk's ass but i saw thor's ass <sighs> yeah hey there's a plus you get to see thor's ass yeah it'd be more bold if you saw his hammer though <laughs> okay anyways Thor has become the the earnest. Yeah. Hey, Vern. Hey, Vern. Hey, Vern. We got to take on this uh, God Butcher. You know. Uh, all right. So let's go to uh, let's go to the tweets here and go to uh, let's see uh, what you guys have to say when it comes to asking some questions. Uh, all right. Here we go. Oop. All right, Joe Bridges. Whoa. Thank you, of course, for the $2 super chat. Ryan? Yes, Thor has become the, the earnest of. Yes, definitely has. Um, I was digging through some really old Reddit threads and found this graphic. Thought it was interesting. Looks like they only charted the domestic box office, but the trajectory of the DC films, Blue, was pretty good, better than the first Marvel films in Red. Yeah, which is, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, Marvel didn't start off like fucking... They didn't start off making a billion dollars. It took it took Avengers to to get it really going. So that does make sense, Mr. Darren, Mr. Laugh Now, Cry Later. After all the trailers I saw today, the cape shit, uh, the cape shit, or any huge blockbuster, it was what it's uh, it's um what I'm least looking forward to for the rest of the year. Um, all the trailers. I don't know which one you're talking about. You're talking about this. You talking about Black Adam, maybe? Um, Eric, Eric Blake, Ahoy Dave. So here's an interesting question. With the buzz about Batgirl plus Supergirl plus Blue Beetle, Young Justice, how about Cyborg? He's typically in Young Justice, yes. With your a little bit of uh, uh, tea about Zazal maybe having someone to replace Hamada, Ray Fisher, that would be sweet. I mean, that would be a good way to uh, bring him back, especially if Hamada gets the fucking boot, which hopefully he does soon. Oops. Um, Philly Butcher, Mr. Phil, uh, do you think any footage of the flash will be shown or are they going to hold off until things regarding Ezra calm down, uh, at, at, at Comic-Con, they probably will hold back. I think they might hold back a little bit because yeah, I mean, that stuff is still pretty, uh, pretty, uh, touchy right there. Uh, Ryan, I think I've watched that certain scene from the Obi-Wan finale over 12 times. I'm so glad Hayden was brought back. And he's literally changed the way we look at Darth Vader from now. I'm not your failure, Obi-Wan. Yes. That scene was the best part of the whole series. And they both acted their fucking asses off. Uh, I get choked up. I watched it probably, I don't know how many times I watched it too. But I choked up every single time. When you see Obi-Wan's face and he's holding back the tears, man, it just hits you so much in the feels, man. So much in the feels. David Castillo. 
Dave, what do you think about the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League on digital? They were just keeping that release on hold for HBO Max exclusivity, or could or could there be an actual change of mentality and Warner Brothers' behavior to the film? Um, that, and I think because, you know, Toby, <laughs> he kind of lost his power a little bit. I don't know. I don't know the details about it. It is very interesting. We're all kind of scratching our heads because it just, it came out of nowhere. It really just came out of nowhere. Carrie, hey, Dave, I saw Elvis yesterday with the family, and we all really enjoyed it. Good. Could you see Tom Hanks working with Zach on a future movie? That'd be pretty sweet. I would love that collaboration. Yeah, totally could. I mean, Zach's really respected when it comes to all these people, and, and obviously everybody loves uh, Tom Hanks. Henry Cavill is boxing now. Oh, is that? Because <laughs> uh, that, that guy looks like Henry Cavill with, with a mustache a little bit. Yeah. I could see that a little bit. <laughs> kind of looks like it from what I could see with that, with the little thumbnail right there. Cooper Knox, hey, here is a little something uh, that flew under everyone's radar. I actually talked about this. I actually, I think I posted about it too, uh, about the original script book for the Batman. Yeah. So uh, thank you for bringing that to the attention again, though. Aaron, when you see this cast but realize Sony hired the Morbius writers again for this movie, I know. It's like there's a lot of uh, a lot of hotness in this cast right here, but it's like this movie is probably going to end up being a fucking shit sandwich. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? Eek, Madam Web. It's going to be bigger than life. So she says. But who knows? I don't know. Like I said, I'm just kind of going like, uh, uh, I'll you know, I watch everything, so I'll still watch it at least. But what can you do? I don't. That's going to be interesting. But all right, guys. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Appreciate you guys uh, spending some time with me as per usual. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Before you leave, hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Share it. If you want to share it on social media, please do so. That helps. It definitely helps to share share the stuff or even share any of the videos, any of the stuff. Please do so. And like I said, yes, the mustache will stay. Stay at least for the box office run of Top, top Gun. Let's, let's go to two billion. I don't think it's gonna reach two billion, but hey, we'll see. But as of right now, the mustache will stay. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And uh, make sure you uh, you got all the links all provided down below. Patreon, if you want to help out the pirate ship, all the other soft meds and everything are all right there. So please uh, follow me and all that stuff. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Same channel. All right, talk to you later.